Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Welcome to the job interview experience. We have a listener question here that I'm going to play in just a couple seconds about the interview arc, which I think a lot of you are experiencing. It's starting off with the first interview feeling confident, optimistic, that interview going well, and then fading out on the second and third round interviews. And the feeling is that they don't go well. In this episode, I'm going to tell you the three steps from the recruiter side of the table, what they look for in each interview, what's on their mind during each interview. Then I'm going to give you a strategy on how to build and create a different interview and experience for the company, for the recruiter, whoever it is, a different experience during each interview that build upon themselves. Create some differentiation for different people that you speak with. Or if it's the same person you talk to each time, you're bringing in fresh new energy for each interview. Really quick, please go to Spotify and leave a rating. It takes about two seconds if you're using Spotify. You just have to click the button one through five stars. I really prefer if you do five stars or go to Apple. I haven't gotten a written Apple review in a long time. It does make me kind of sad if you go there and please leave a five-star review and tell me what you think. I really appreciate it. Now I'm going to play the listener's question that they sent in through the voicemail bag. Hi, I have really enjoyed this podcast and learned a lot. So thank you for making this great advice available. My question today is about what I'm going to call the interview arc. I've noticed a consistent trend in my interviews. I almost always feel confident and optimistic after the first interview, but during the second or third round, I feel that the interviews never go very well. This has happened a few times in a row, and I'm curious, are interviewers generally looking for different things at different stages in the process? And do you have any helpful thoughts about how to interview well throughout the entire process? Thank you. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I appreciate you thinking deeply about this and spending some time being introspective instead of maybe frustration, which I'm sure you're feeling, trying to find a solution to this. I've seen this myself interviewing people 
a lot of people just aren't the same in their second and third interview. They do a great job on the first one from my side of the table, interviewing people for that second interview. Sometimes they come in and they seem a little bit lost or almost discouraged. Even if we're just as excited to talk to them as we were the first interview, they feel like, and they almost look like they're not doing well during those second, third interviews. What you asked resonates with a lot of listeners. I'm going to do the best I can to help you and also listeners tuning in to build a strategy that not only avoids this, but what we're going to do, what you're going to do after this is you're going to have a completely different direction to go throughout your interviews. It's a strategy, not just winging it interview to interview. This is more big picture instead of how to answer an interview question. This is big picture, which is an important topic to dig into on the show. And to do this, you have to think ahead. So the interview arc, as you described it, it's this initial surge of confidence and excitement that happens from getting invited to a job interview, from showing up. And then it's followed later by hurdles. I'll try and unpack this and then we can tackle these hurdles head on. So first thing, yes, interviews typically focus on different aspects at different stages. The first round, that first interview, they're just checking the fit. And that's about gauging your basic qualifications and cultural alignment. Are you a good match for the role at the company? Do you see yourself thriving there? But also, do they see you thriving there? During these first interviews, the recruiter or hiring manager, recruiter or hiring manager, or whoever you're talking to, at this stage, they might be working harder at pitching you. They might be a little bit nicer, a little more upbeat. Maybe they're pumping you up a little bit and helping you feel good because they like you. Maybe saying things like, awesome, or that's amazing at the end of answers, whatever their response would be. And they want to engage with you so that you come back. They see that your skills are in demand and they're trying to sell you on the company, especially just by being nice. And so you're leaving those interviews feeling pretty good about yourself. You're getting a lot of positive feedback. And then the second round interviews come in and I don't know how you're feeling beforehand, but from the recruiter side of the table, they know they like you because, and you know they like you because they're investing more of their time to speak with you further. They have to figure out if you're the right person so they're gonna go deeper. They're assessing your specific skills and knowledge at this point. Can you handle the technical demands? Do you have the relevant experience or expertise? There might also be some great other candidates at this point. Maybe those candidates are in their first round interviews. You're in your second. But maybe some of the other great people have come along. Not only are they looking at you through a little bit more of a critical eye, they may be comparing you to other talent they've seen. And I mean this kindly, but maybe they thought your skills were a 10 out of 10 during that first interview. But now they found someone else and your 10 out of 10 actually looks more like an 8 out of 10. So they're not bringing the same energy and enthusiasm. And then third round interviews, it's a strategic shift where they look at your potential long-term for the role and your decision-making skills, your strategic thinking. Do you see the bigger picture? Can you contribute uniquely to the team, the specific team and its goals? And now they're thinking about money. Do they have the money to pay you? What are your demands going to be? Are you going to be worth it? So that's from their side of the table. Their interview one, they're being nice, trying to draw you in, see if you're the right fit, compliment you a bit. Interview two, digging a little bit deeper. Maybe the tone shifts a little bit more. They're not trying as hard. You've had that first impression. They've given you their first impression. You've given them yours. 
And so some of that facade falls off and they're being a little more critical. Interview three, they're really digging in. Can you start in two weeks? Two weeks from the offer, when you start, can you deliver? Their performance is on the line if you don't. So they, they want to make sure they get this right. They're narrowing the focus. In that first interview, it's broad strokes, personality, passion, basic skills. And I'm sure you're shining here. But as they probe deeper into specifics, your nerves might kick in or you might encounter areas where you feel less prepared because they're asking harder questions. But don't let this discourage you. There are ways to approach each stage with confidence and consistency. For round two, which is where you're starting to have trouble, go beyond your resume. Prepare some concrete examples. Look back at past projects and achievements that showcase the skills that they're seeking. Think about what they'll ask you. Use the STAR method. Situation, task, action, result. Use that to structure your answers. Even if they don't ask you a STAR question, even if they don't say, can you give me a situation or what was the result? You can use STAR answers, situation, task, action, result. You can use those answers to give great responses. Also anticipate some technical questions, research the company, the industry, and common interview questions for your field. I can't go through all of those and I don't know your field, what field you're in, so I can't give you those examples. But practice explaining some of the most complex concepts or tasks or computer programs that you use. Practice saying these things in concise language don't use your don't use industry jargon use simple language because the recruiters might not know what you're talking about that might be more technical for later interviews or specific to the team that you'd be working on be able to translate what you've done for the recruiters don't shy away from saying things like i don't know it's better to be honest and show your willingness to learn or seek out answers than to try and bluff your way through them it never works Ask clarifying questions. If you don't understand the question itself, demonstrate your eagerness to acquire the necessary knowledge. I said this in an episode a long time ago, an episode specifically about how to answer or how to respond to a question you don't know the answer to. My thesis in that episode is saying, I don't have accurate information to give you on that right now. Would you please give me 24 to 48 hours to research this? find and deliver an accurate response. What that does is it shows that you're humble enough to admit that you don't know everything. No one does. Then it shows that you're proactive enough to research, which everyone wants an employee like that. And third, you're asking if you can follow up in 24 to 48 hours. That's awesome because you're asking permission to follow up with them and being able to follow up and also to give information. It's like the best place you can be. For your third round interviews, think strategically. So before the interview, research the company's goals. What are their current challenges? Is it bringing people to a local store? Is it getting people to download an app? Look at their current projects and prepare to discuss how your skills and experience help them achieve those objectives. Show some initiative and your leadership potential. Share examples of times you took initiative, maybe solve problems or led teams and how you led them to succeed. 
highlight your ability to think critically and make some good decisions and then ask insightful questions. Don't ask, like I've said this before, don't ask where you'll be sitting or what day one looks like. Show some general, show some genuine interest in the company and the role. So prepare those questions that go beyond the basics to demonstrate that you're thinking strategically, that you are a strategic thinker. Ask a hard question. If it's about an app, a phone application, ask, or a computer application, ask how they're marketing it or what the next step is after they reach this next goal that they have. Throughout this interview arc, consistently stay positive, enthusiastic, and engaged. Remember to maintain eye contact, use good body language, sit up straight, things like that, and articulate your thoughts clearly and concisely, which I know is much easier said than done. And here's maybe the most important part. Strategize a message about you and plan it out in three pieces. You might be talking to different people for each interview, or you might be talking to the same person every time. It, it doesn't really matter. What are the messages about you? Message one for your first interview could be your enthusiasm for the company. Message two for your second interview could be how you've done similar work before and, and the great outcome. Message three could be how you plan to take this project, this company, this team to the next level. Concrete plans or ideas that you've made for this role, for this product, whatever it is, to show them concrete plans to take it from where it is now to something even better, a game plan. Hey, you're not just here to kind of do the daily thing and get this thing done, hopefully in six months, bring in some ideas on how they can do it better, research new technology, things like that. But then here's where you take all this strategy and apply it to the interview arc. Use the first piece I outlined for interview one, second part for interview two, third part for interview three. So instead of each interview reiterating the same message about yourself three times in a row, which gets old and lowers excitement, instead of that, you have a new message each time. Step one, this, step two, this, step three, here's what we're gonna do in the future. By doing that, whether it's with the same person interviewing you or a different person each time, you're giving a different message and you're talking about different aspects of you that are the best, most powerful part of you for each one of those. So for step one, your enthusiasm, you're showing that you're enthusiastic for this role, and you're the person that's most eager to work at this company. For step two, you're taking those skills that you currently have, that you've utilized in the past, and showing how closely they align, so on and so forth. If you're meeting with a different person each time, you've created an experience for the company. Three different people have three different talking points about you. So when they meet to discuss you, they each have a different piece of excitement, a different piece of you that fits into what they want to do. They're going to meet with each other and discuss candidates, who fits and who they want to invite for more interviews or offers. There's going to be some energy there based on these three things. If it's the same person for each interview, then they've got the full puzzle. They've seen that you have these pieces. They want someone who's eager. They want someone who's done this in the past. They like having someone who has plans for their future. As far as other things that you're feeling, don't underestimate practicing and how important that is looking up interview questions, Googling interview questions for the specific role you're interviewing for, mock interviews with a friend or family member, spouse, anyone like that. It helps a lot. 
Everybody likes the idea, but very few people actually do it. Have them ask you an interview question. And this is what makes a big difference, the right way to frame it. The second the question ends, you have to answer it like it's a real life one-time interview response. I do a lot of interview coaching, a lot of it with listeners of the job interview experience. They go to jobinterviewexperience.com and pick the one-on-one -on -one interview coaching package I have. Here's what happens. I say, or this person that you do it with will say to you, but I'll say, once I finish asking this question, you have to answer it like you're at the interview. And so many people, they get a sentence or two into it and they go, oh, this one is so hard. This one kills me. What that shows is that you're having trouble formulating a response on the spot. If you have trouble doing that with a friend or colleague or me, you're going to have trouble with that during your job interview. Keep that in mind. This will help hone your skills, build your confidence, and identify areas of improvement. You don't need to work with me to do this. You can do this the exact same way. Record yourself with your phone. If you don't have anyone to talk to or you're too shy to do that, if you're, well, if you're too shy to do that, you should definitely do it with a, with a real human because you need to break some of those barriers. But if that's not an option, ask the question out loud, even if you feel awkward. While your phone is recording, don't record in selfie mode because you're going to stare at yourself and get distracted. That's not what an interview is like. There's not a mirror in the room. Knowing that your phone is facing you and recording just adds pressure. Your phone is facing you, recording. Ask the question out loud. Give yourself two seconds and then answer it. But make sure that you're answering it like you're answering it at the interview. Only one take, no starting over. That will make your nerves spike. I'm so glad you asked. And by understanding the interview arc and tailoring your approach at each stage, you can build up your confidence and create consistency throughout the entire process. It's good to have a little overlap between interviews. You want to consistently be you with different people at each interview. At the beginning, I started with what goes on on the other side of the table, right? What they look for, interview one through three. Now it's time to think about what you are bringing to the table, whether it's the same person or a different person each time. What are you bringing to the table to help relieve the interview arc for them? To help you bring in the best parts of you at each interview, how can you build a little excitement at the end of your first or second interview to make them excited? You can use something like this during a response, maybe a, a good question. You can say, there's a lot more I can dig into on this. Maybe we'll have more time to dig into that in later interviews. Think about the interview arc for you and how you're feeling. I laid out how the recruiters have their own system or priorities for each interview, whether they realize it or not. Remember to bring your own energy, not just for you, but also for them. Inject some of your own excitement into the room. It definitely is contagious and it makes a difference. I love getting your voicemail bag questions. So please keep going to jobinterviewexperience.com and look for the interview voicemail bag button, whatever it says at the top of the page. Look for that button. Ask your question. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, I love hearing from you what's going on and how I can help. I hope this helps for this specific listener and for all of you tuning in. If you need to review, you can listen to the episode again or go through those steps. 
from the interviewer side of the table. And then those three steps for you on how to build your stages to keep the excitement and freshness for each interview. How do I know all of this? I forgot to mention, I'm a former executive recruiter. I worked at a small, old-school executive search firm. Then I started my own search firm, where I learned what clients truly want and also what candidates were seeking and how to connect the two. I'd been a director of talent acquisition at a large manufacturing, construction, and technology conglomerate. They were one of my clients when I had my own search firm. I did enough work for them that they offered me a job until I accepted I then worked at a startup in California where I hired everything from physicians to C-suite to software developers, managers, and more. During all of this, I've worked as an interview coach, and today I'm your host of the job interview experience. I've done a lot and seen a lot in a fairly short career, about 13 years now, and I'm excited to share everything I know about the modern hiring landscape As I share my knowledge, what I ask in return, you guessed it, please leave a rating on Spotify or a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The 30 seconds it takes you goes a long way in supporting the show. Thanks again for the question. I hope this helps and I look forward to seeing more listener questions come in. Thank you for listening to the job interview experience. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you if you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others. It's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.